Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Christian Podcast. At Faith Christian, our purpose is to help people find and follow Jesus. For more information about Faith Christian, check out our website, fccnp.org, or stop by on a Sunday morning. We'd love to meet you. Now we hope you enjoy this recent teaching from Faith Christian Church. guy right up here. I don't know if you all heard the news. On Tuesday, he got a new title, Dad. So Sage Abigail was, um, was born, and she's a beautiful little girl. So make sure you uh, shake his hand and see if he's still awake during the end of the service. Um, but do want to make a couple of quick announcements to you. Tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock, we are going to be moving in Noah and Kara Rose. They um, are able to get here a couple of weeks early, so if you could help um, carry boxes, move some furniture, would you see me out in the atrium at the end of the service? I'll give you the address out there. Don't want to put their address out on the World Wide Web for everyone to hear, but um, we would love to have uh, a lot of help. I remember this from band when my kids were in band many hands make light work and for a fat old man light work sounds wonderful so please come out and help us and help us to welcome them tomorrow evening next sunday at 5:30, we are going to be doing our annual christmas workshop we weren't able to do it last year but we're able to do it this year and so at 5:30, we're going to have a dinner um, come share with us as we eat the dinner is a free will donation, and then from 6 to 7.30 is our craft workshop. It's always a fun evening. Lots of different tables around where you can make Christmas crafts and bring family, bring friends. A lot of people bring um, their grandkids and great-grandkids. We would love to have you for a part of that. Everything that is raised next Sunday night is going to go to our uh junior and senior high youth group and for their trips this summer so come out and support them and let noah know that um, we're a church that wants to support our kids by doing that so please make that a um, priority and it's always just a fun time to be together and to share as we kind of kick off the christmas season together well christmas is upon us i i had to break a rule on Wednesday, I was driving in my truck, and I was flipping through the channels, and I stopped on the Christmas channel. I always say I'm not going to listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving, but for some reason on Wednesday, I just wanted to start listening. And so I started listening, and it's been on my truck ever since. I was thinking this week how excited I am about this Christmas season. There are a few reasons I'm excited about it. First and foremost, I am excited that we can be back together. Yeah, yeah, that's, that deserves some cheer. I don't know about you, but it just didn't seem like Christmas last year when we couldn't gather together as a church family. And it is so wonderful to be able to spend this Christmas season together. Last Sunday night as we decorated for Christmas and we got to joke and we got to spend time together. That was such a wonderful experience, and to be able to do that each and every week as we come here and worship God, and as we prepare 
for Christmas Eve, where we'll once again have our Christmas Eve services. Randy always asked me, Randy Harper always asked me, now what date is that? And it's Christmas Eve, December 24th, 5 and 7, 5.30 and 7 o'clock, we'll have our Christmas Eve services. And we'll gather together as we come into the presence of God and welcome that baby. What a great time it is to be back together. I've also been looking forward to this Christmas season for a pretty selfish reason, because I get a new title here in a couple of weeks, Pops. That's what my son says I'm going to be called, is I'm going to be a grandpa, and I get to hold that little baby girl, and I can't wait to see that and to experience that for the very first time as a grandparent. I've always liked watching people and their excitement about things. I remember for years we went Black Friday shopping. Now we go Black Friday shopping online. Probably most of you are like that, but I used to love to go out and watch all of the people on the Friday after Thanksgiving and see the excitement in everyone's faces. The kids, as they were running around, looking at all the different things, seeing Santa for the first time, watching all the Christmas decorations in the mall. The parents, as they were running around and they were thinking about what they were going to get for their kids, or maybe they were just trying to corral their kids to stay away from things. But we're all like that. We look forward to things. The expectation of the Christmas season I believe can lead us to several different ways. It can lead us to anxiety, and most of us allow the Christmas season to do that. We start to worry. How are we going to get all the things done? What are we going to do? I can't find that perfect gift for so-and-so. I still have decorations to do. I've got I've to get all the food ordered. And the list goes on and on. Or the Christmas season can lead us to joy. I believe that after everything we have experienced over the last 18, 20 months, as in no other time, we need to pause this Christmas season and we need to seek true joy. We need to forget about all of the stuff and we need to focus on what this season is all about. Like no other time, to be able to gather together in God's house, to be able to gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ, and to be able to gather together to celebrate the birth of the Savior that has brought hope and that has brought salvation to each and every one of us. It's my prayer that as we begin this Christmas season, we seek joy, and we seek the excitement that Christmas can bring. The reality is, I believe through the pages of Scripture, people have tried to seek joy. From the very creation, people have been looking for ways to find joy, sometimes in the wrong way. Think about it in the garden where Adam and Eve were in the presence of God. There they were walking around with God where everything was perfect but they wanted a little bit deeper joy. And so they sought out that fruit, and they bit from that fruit to try to find a little bit better joy. 
or maybe it was the selfishness of some of the people in the Old Testament that they tried to be more godlike than what they could be. You remember the Tower of Babel where people started spouting off and trying to be more like God? Or the Golden Calf where people didn't wait for Moses and they wanted to fashion an image that they could worship. People have always sought joy in so many ways. Now let me be honest with you, we're going to go old school today. The scripture isn't going to be on the screen. I want to invite you, grab your Bible, grab your phone, look up your Bible app. We're going to be looking at several passages of scripture from the Christmas story and beyond to look at the joy that people have looked forward to. In Isaiah chapter 9, again, I read Isaiah chapter 7 earlier. In Isaiah chapter 9, it's another wonderful passage of people seeking the joy of that newborn Messiah. Listen to how Isaiah says it in Isaiah 9, beginning in verse 1. He said, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he hum humbled the land of Zelem and the land of Natalia, but the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea and beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I love that imagery. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nations and increased their, here it is, joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoiced at the harvest. As warriors rejoiced, they dividing the land of plunder. And then down a few verses in 6, they say it this way, For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given, and the government, he will be on their shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and the peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. For the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish all of this. The anticipation of the Messiah produced joy in the lives of God's people. And I believe it should continue to produce joy in our lives. The truth is this. We know the end of the story. The people in Isaiah's day, they were still waiting for the Messiah to come, but we have seen the glory of Jesus. We have seen what he accomplished. We only await for his return again to come back and claim his church. And that should produce joy in our lives. As we approach this Christmas season, look at the references of joy that are filled in the story of Jesus' birth. And look at the references of joy that are spelled out in Scripture about what Jesus is going to do for us, his people, I love the story of Jesus' birth. I think this is one of the greatest examples of God's handiwork. I love how through the pages of Scripture, God has woven together a beautiful tapestry. 
where from the very beginning to the very end, that string continues, and he has given us a beautiful masterpiece of his desire for his church. And he has shown us how he reigns and how he gives hope and life. In the very beginning, as Jesus' birth was being foretold in the prophets, we read about the days when Jesus was about to be born. The Christmas story is full of references to the joy that was there. One of the very first examples comes when an angel appears to the priest, Zechariah, and tells Zechariah that he and his wife, Elizabeth, are going to give birth to a son. And that his, their son, although born in an old age, although born in unique circumstances, their son will be the forerunner of the Messiah. We know him as John the Baptist. Listen to what the angel said in Luke chapter 1, beginning in, first, in verse 14. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will never take wine or other fermented drinks. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He will, give, he will bring back many of the people of Israel to their Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their, to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. John the Baptist was going to bring joy to Zechariah and Elizabeth. And John the Baptist was going to bring joy to us because he was going to lift up the name of Jesus. But then we'll go on to read in the Gospel of Luke. We read as the angel appears to Mary, and we see that her fear turns to joy. Her anxiety, her stress, her struggle turns away from all of those things, and she finds joy in the birth of this baby. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Luke records in verse 26, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth to the town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this word and wondering what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, This Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For the word of, the God, for the word of God will never fail. 
I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left, left her. You go on to read, when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, one of my favorite passages, I'm not going to read it, but we read that when Mary walks into the room with Elizabeth and begins to speak, John the Baptist leaped in Mary's womb with joy because of the presence of the Messiah. I wonder, are you finding joy as we begin this Christmas season? Where are your thoughts today? I'm sure that probably some of you are wondering, how are we going to get everything done in these next few days? How are we going to get all of the presents wrapped? How are we going to get all the decorations up? What are we going to do? Are we going to be able to gather with family? How is this all going to work out? We need to stop. And we need to find joy in Jesus' birth. Listen to how Luke records it. You know these words. They are very famous, but I think as we begin this Christmas season, it's not enough to just end the Christmas season with this, but we need to begin the Christmas season with this. Here's how Luke records it. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census taken while Cryenius was governor of Syria, and everyone went out to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks by night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you great news. For today has been born... To you, the Messiah, the Lord. He will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those whom favor rest. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who, were, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told of him about this child. And all who heard about this were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, she treasured all these things and pondered them in her, her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which they had just been told. Those shepherds, they found joy in the coming Messiah. I believe we too can find joy in the coming Messiah. 
because he came and he lived and he died and three days later he rose from the dead and he is coming back as i said earlier throughout the pages of scripture god has associated joy with the christian life and it's fair to say that as god's church we should find joy and joy should be evident in all that we do so i want to be very practical for about two minutes I want to help you find joy in your life this Christmas season. And I want to give you four ways that I think you can find joy this Christmas season. The first is this. Focus on what is important. We have spent about 15 minutes looking at what is really important. A relationship with the Messiah of the world. We spend far too much time over the Christmas season and really in all of our lives focusing on things and forgetting to focus on the one who saves, Jesus. As you approach this Christmas season, focus on the important things of life. I was talking to a friend this week. He told me I didn't have to quote him, but I'm going to quote him, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. He said that a few years ago, his company used this acrostic for the Christmas season. It was the acrostic of joy. And they said, Jesus first, others second, yourself last. And if you do that, you will find joy this Christmas. I think it's true. If we focus on Jesus... If we don't focus on the things, we will find joy. It's very easy for the busyness of life to attempt to overtake us. And let's be honest, it's going to happen, isn't it? We're going to try to figure out how to pack way too much into this Christmas season. But I encourage you, as you look at your calendars, pull out those phones and pull out the calendar on your phone and take time to focus on him and you will see joy the second thing that i think is important for you to do to find joy goes right along with this first one it simply is slow down this season take time to enjoy your family take time to enjoy those around you I remember last Christmas. It was probably one of the saddest Christmases I've ever experienced. You know, I went to a Cracker Barrel parking lot about two weeks after Christmas. We couldn't go into Cracker Barrel. They weren't open. But I met my mom and dad in Cracker Barrel parking lot on the other side of Columbus. And for about 15 minutes, we stood out in the freezing cold weather and we exchanged Christmas gifts. I was sad, not being able to gather together. This year, I want to challenge you. Slow down. Enjoy the time with family and friends. It doesn't matter if everything is perfectly decorated at your house. It doesn't matter if all of the cleaning is perfectly done. 
Nobody is going to notice that cobweb in the corner of your house that you have fretted over for weeks. They just want to be with you. Stop and enjoy your time together this year. In the Old Testament, God talked about finding a Sabbath rest. Maybe this Christmas season, we need to focus on finding some time to take a Sabbath rest and just enjoy and be together. The third thing that I think is important is recognize your blessings. We live in a society today that compares everything. We compare what's one of the first questions that people ask a day or two after Christmas. What'd you get for Christmas? And we start the comparisons back and forth. I don't know if you know this, but we all here in this room and all of you that are watching online, we are blessed beyond measure. We have more gifts than we could ever think of. And we need to stop and just recognize the blessings that we have. The blessings of family. The blessings of friends. The blessings of living in this country where we can experience the things that we have. Stop and look at all of those blessings and focus on that. Stop comparing and focus on what we have. And the final thing is this. If you want to find true joy this Christmas season, I want to challenge you because you are blessed beyond measure to give something tangible of yourself this Christmas season. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You want me to do one more thing. Yeah, I do. I want you to pause, and I want you to do something for someone else because it will bring joy to your life. When we give of ourselves, when we give of our talents, when we give of our resources, when we give of our time, and we focus on why we are doing that, because we are blessed beyond measure, it finds joy and completion in our lives. Next week, you're going to see something out in the atrium on the windows of the wall of the offices. We did this a few years ago. We're going to do it again this year. We've adopted several families in the new Philadelphia school system that won't have a Christmas, but we're going to help them to have a Christmas. I want to challenge you. Find some of the tags that will be up on the wall next week and go get something for somebody else. And give to them. Because we have so much. We can give to others. Joy is one of the greatest gifts that God gives to us. As this Christmas season is already in swing, it is so easy to go into the Christmas coma. You know what the Christmas coma is? It's not the turkey coma of Thanksgiving where we stuff our faces and then fall asleep on the couch. The Christmas coma is 
where we just go through the motions because we are so focused that we can't think. Before we get into that, stop and embrace the excitement of the coming Redeemer. Stop and focus on his transformation of our lives and his gift to us. Slow down and remember what we have been blessed with and share those blessings with others. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for that Redeemer who has given so much. Father, we pray that you will help us to focus in the right way, that we can seek joy and that we can seek guidance from him. Father, I know it's easy to fall prey to busyness. And I pray that this Christmas season, we will just pause and we will find the joy that you offer in Jesus. In Christ's name we pray.